Real Estate Right is always looking for new sponsors, patrons and listeners. And we'd like to know that we have a loyal following of agents, buyers, sellers, investors, tenants and auxiliary real estate companies who think this podcast is a little different and definitely needed. We'd love it if you could rate, review, subscribe, even donate a couple of dollars a month to keep this podcast going. Go to podbean.com and look up Real Estate Right to find out more. Now, on with the show. More and more homes are now being equipped with high-tech gadgetry that are either portable or wired into the home. Technology can date as quickly as you buy it, but some things actually add value, creature comforts, an opportunity for you to live the lifestyle you want, all from the comforts of home. Today, we have Anthony Elbum on to talk to us about what buyers are looking for when checking out the technology in their home. Welcome to Real Estate Right, where we talk to top experts on how to buy, sell, rent and invest right. Your hosts are Grant Kennedy and Sue Langeter. Founding director and owner of Cableman, Anthony Elbaum is one of Australia's most experienced and awarded home technology and automation specialists. Anthony was a communications technician in the Royal Australian Navy for 10 years and is now the successful business owner of Cableman, as well as an active and passive director of several real estate developments. Welcome, Anthony. Yay. Thank you, Sue. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Um, So, Anthony, what made you get out of the armed services and into home automation? Well, from a a personal level, I was um, just got engaged, so I was quite ready to settle down. Um, And having having spent 10 years in the Navy, it was, at the time, it was was sort of 10 years or life. So, so, um, it was time to get out and I wanted to start my own business and and use the skills that I'd learned in the technology field and, and become a, a, a home, a business owner and a homeowner, but a business owner. Yeah, fair enough. So when it comes to typical automation in your home, you're looking, or well, most people look at security systems with surveillance, app driven climate control, uh, cable internet and networked screens. And I know, and I've seen some things like automation with window furnishings and sensor or app-driven lighting and music systems, which we usually know as smart wired homes. Um, is there anything else that seems to be coming popular as we go into the 2020s? Look, all, all of those things you speak about are, are, are happening and they're happening all the time. It's, it's more about the level of them. Yeah. Um, you know, there's plenty of homes where, where they've got three, or three TVs, two TVs, and then we've done homes where there's 23 TVs. Yeah. We've done homes where there's four cameras and then there's 34 cameras. Mm. It's more about the quantity. Um, people want more of it. Yes. Whether or not, um, you know, our existing, uh, you know, their existing home infrastructure can cope for it is one thing. But, but you know, cameras are very, very popular. Um, security systems are popular. Mm-hmm. Um, and with the advent of, of video streaming by Stan or Netflix, um, there's an expectation that those things are, are going to be in most homes now. Yeah. And working because you know, good old internet of course. supplies aren't exactly the... Um... Yeah, I don't, I don't think we should go there. <laughs> okay, sorry, we won't go there. 
<laughs> okay. I must admit, we've got Telstra. They have been quite good. Um, I just so happened to see the guy doing the pit out the front of my house uh, recently. And I said, oh, any chance you can you know, make things a bit better? I goes, oh, yeah, that's fine. We can do it. And no cost, no nothing, just because he was there doing it for other people. So that was good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, you, look, you know, most, most, like any industry, most people are good and you'll get the occasional guy that might need a bit of a push, but yeah. you were lucky. Yeah, that time I was. So um, what technology is becoming more acceptable in everyday Australian homes? Well, when, when, you, when you say acceptable, I mean... You mean, you mean, I mean, everyone wants their internet yes. and everyone wants it as fast as possible because that forms the basis yes. of what everything else is going to, how and every, how everything else is going to work in the home. Yeah. So if you don't have a fast internet, you're not going to have any Wi-Fi, and then your kids aren't going to be able to do their homework. And we've all found this out um, more recently yes. when, when, when we've had the online learning, which I think went very well. Yeah. Um, but the expectation for, you know, cabling, some high-speed internet, um, definitely security system. Most most homes will have some level of um, intercom, whether that's video or audio. It's normally video now. Yeah. Um, even, I mean, look, I, I, I cast my mind back to when I did one of the first ever home shows and they were, the question was asked maybe 15 years ago, what's your basic understanding of home automation? And 70 people, 70% of the people said the B&D roller door, yeah. you know, when they automated that and when they hey. made that automated. So every, everyone's got a different level of automation. Yeah. And it also depends on the size of the house and budget. Yeah. Yeah. My dad was a builder. So we had uh, the Electron uh, intercom systems throughout the house in the 80s. Oh, yeah. yay. We still pull some of them oh, I'm out. I'm sure you would. Um, and <laughs> the whole concept of those back then was that, uh, you could, you know, buzz at the kitchen to say, oh, dinner's ready to all the kids' bedrooms. Uh, but my mum had this lovely, uh, she's got this love for ABC Classic FM and we don't like classical music so much. And so we always had the volume down. So the concept of buzzing us up meant that we weren't hearing it because we weren't listening to her music throughout the house. So yeah, it's obviously come a long way since then, but yes. Well, it's a very, it's a, it's a very good point you make because if you, if you go back to the question you yeah. asked, which is what's acceptable yeah. is streaming music, you know, people that can listen to radio stations from anywhere in the world. Yeah. You can listen to one radio station in your room. Yeah. Someone else can listen to another or someone else is playing Spotify in another room. So so that, that's almost become an expectation that people can do yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. Yes, I know that we have that with our Sonos throughout our house too. So yeah. when people look to add technology to their home, what should they be looking out for in terms of how they live their lives and how they will recuperate the money in terms of reset? Look, I think, I think that when, you mean when you're going to purchase an existing yeah. home? Yeah, I mean, look, most, most people are becoming very savvy mm. and when you go to purchase a home, they know what to look for. Mm. Um, you know, they'll ask those questions, hopefully, of the real estate yeah. agent, whether there's, you know, Category 6 cabling throughout. They will see speakers. They will see an intercom. Yeah. They will look to see where their, where their TV points are. Um, you know, for example, with the advent of, you know, plasmas and LED screens, um, when they came onto the market sort of probably 15, 20 years ago now, mm. um, we, we walk into a home now and we expect to see a TV on the wall, mm. but we don't want to see anything else. No. So there needs to be the right cabling between the TV and the cupboard so that cabling isn't hanging down the wall. So they're the sort of expectations that people have. They don't want to see cables. Yeah. 
They want everything to work and they want it to be easy. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think that's an unrealistic it's, expectation. It's not, yeah. Like, like I bought myself a new computer the other day and, oh, my God, mm-hmm. just knowing that everything is it's quick again, like because it was slowing me down. And I'm like, oh my god, this is yay! <laughs> hey. uh, it doesn't take it long. doesn't take long. It doesn't take long. You're, you're a year or two down the track, and you're ready for a new. Yeah, one. well, I think that one was about three and a half years old, and it's already been, you know, serviced by Apple before, and you know, got to another stage, and then it went down again. So yes, definitely need to, um, you know, be up to date with everything. So, yeah. Yeah. what type of buyers are wanting the high? tech gadgetry when they look for a new home is there a certain demographic oh, look not necessarily um i think look, we, we personally from from the from Cableman's experience yeah we get clients that range from 35 30 35 years of age up to 85 yeah um and we've we've had clients that have been 80 and are so embracive of the technology yeah Yet we have clients that are 40 and 50 years old and say, I really want everything just very basic. Yeah. Um, but, but the common theme is they want it to work mm. and they have, a clear, they have a clear idea. You know, I've had a client that turned around once and said he was 80 and all he wanted to do was to be able to put his, um, the old album LP on yeah. and be able to dance with his wife at, at night, which was oh, you know, lovely. But he wanted it to come through the speakers in the ceiling yeah. and he had a, a motorised screen in the bedroom that dropped down. But yeah, he was he he was just loving it. Um, but 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 as long as it all works and um, we everything we do is custom, so we make sure that we listen to the client and deliver on what they want without going overboard. Yeah. We, we have a motto where we where we don't want to just automate for the sake of it. Yes, yeah, and because some people they're happy like washing dishes rather than using the dishwasher, for instance, <laughs> like. Well, I'm one of those people. <laughs> You're one of those people. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's one of those things, isn't it? I was just going to say a lot of a lot of the a lot of the subjects and topics that we'll discuss do 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 cross pollinate. Yeah, they which do. is fine. Yeah, yeah, they do. It's just what it is. It's just what it is because yeah. everything's supposed to work together now. We can generally say that the over fifties have more disposable income and want the best they can buy. What are the fifty plus age group now wanting in their homes versus? you know, say 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. Look, um, I think many of the over 50s want it all. Yeah. Many don't. Um, some need to be educated and some don't. Yeah. But most of them, and, and I am one of those people. Um, you look too young. We, we, were the, we were the generation, thanks. <laughs> we were the generation that started with computers at yeah. school. So, so we have um, the inkling to want to embrace that technology. Mm. Um, what do they want? Uh, most homes will want a security alarm, a video intercom, some level of audio. Yeah. They'll want TV with streaming apps. They'll want um, some streaming music, whether that's, you know, having the ability to, um, as I said before, stream online radio or pop services mm. or, or even an overseas, as I said, an overseas radio station. Um, they want a universal remote. So if they've got a surround sound or a home cinema yeah. and you've got an amplifier, you've got an Apple TV, you've got an older DVD player, the video recorders, we've got rid of most of those in yeah. most of the houses. But they don't want five remotes on the table, so they yeah. want to consolidate it into one yeah. um, and, and making that easier for them. But not only for them, for people that come into their home. Yeah. So even if they, they you know, over 50s, they'll have some teenage kids 
um, and they'll have friends over, they want to be able to pick up the remote and be able to use the system mm. or even the cleaning lady to be able to turn lights on and off. So yeah. um, it's got to be easy for everyone and, and that that's their expectation. Yeah, because they can be quite daunting, some of the, uh, the, the pads to operate everything, can't they? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's hopefully where our job is to make it easier yeah. and user-friendly. And, and quite often... It doesn't really matter what goes on behind the scenes, how many black boxes there are and inside yeah. cupboards. And as long as it's neat. Yeah. And then as long as you have that, that, that GUI, that graphic user interface in front of them that's easy, yeah. that's how you're going to be judged. I must admit, like, if you think about it, probably the 60s and 70s, they used to have little plant rooms on the side of the house for the things like the heating systems and the and, and oh, what else would they throw in there? Like, It'd be like a plant room. Oh, everything, like, even pool equipment. Yeah, equipment, all that sort of stuff, yeah. Boilers. And now there's that cupboard under the stairs, which is your yeah, communications hub, or it's in the, mm-hmm. like they're making a little section in the side of the garage. That's your communications hub, which is everything yeah. is all connected. And it's overwhelming when you see it because it's so much, but especially when a house has been done right. We have common questions. Yeah. Do you want an alarm? Do you want the internet? Do you want TVs? Is there any music you would like? And most of the answers to those questions are yes. Yes. And, there, and therefore it becomes yeah. how much of it do you yeah, want? Yeah, fair. And how, you know, how easy do you want it to be to use? Yeah. Now, you know, we're, we're just coming out of this COVID-19 time. Have you seen an onsurge of people wanting to work from home? A lot. Yeah, there's a lot. Um, not, only, not only home, but we're, we've, we've had a fair few call-outs over the uh, last month to um, investigate and upgrade um, existing and putting in new um, video conferencing systems, yeah, um, and and Zoom and Team and yeah, um, even just having their own dedicated um, PC or Mac for that purpose. Yeah. Um, and it's very, and I think a lot of people will continue to do so. Yeah, I mean, we've got we had one 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 client which has got a, a city building where they, they took up two or three floors, and they'll go back and only take two floors now. And yeah, those that come in two or three days a week will be working from home. So. Um, even a lot of our suppliers are bringing out um, new hardware that's yeah. going to be implemented in the home. Yeah, yeah, it's going to it's going to be an interesting time, that's for sure. As as people slowly go back to home office or work working from home, but you know having that balance, which we've been screaming for for years, it's just something like this pandemic is probably making it move closer to happening for more people. So, is there anything that with the work from home thing that people are actually implementing in their homes in terms of like, obviously, you know, they're, they're changing internet providers if they feel that they're not getting the right, um, you know, service that they need. But obviously, like I know when this all started, you know, JB Hi-Fi and Apple and all those sort of companies that were like screaming because people were just buying computers and whatever technology they can. Um, but is there anything that you're finding in homes that like for our, our great our greatest request over the last two months yeah. has been to upgrade upgrade in terms of quality and size of people's TVs. Really? It's the TV thing. Yes. It's Yeah, yeah. So people have had a fifty or a sixty inch and they've gone to a seventy five inch because they're spending so much time watching, you know, the latest Netflix series. And I know that might not be you know, what you were after in yeah. the answer, but that's reality. That's reality. That's re- and, and there's been a fair bit of that. Yeah. I'm yeah. um, sure. Yeah. Going back to what you do more is um, what type of home needs can be controlled by an app? Is it pretty much everything or is it just 
a few token things? Oh, look, there, there isn't much that can't be controlled by an app now, whether it's um, your lighting control system, heating and cooling, um, security, music, your cameras, um, your watering system. Not that I'm an advocate of that because yeah. generally you, know, you set it once once or twice a year, that's it. Yeah. Um, you, you, your front gate, yeah. your, um, even even your front doorbell. I mean, I, I, mm. this, I put in a, um, a new video intercom that's got an app associated with it at my mum's house yeah. who's in her 70s and she loves it. Yeah. You know, she's not home, the doorbell rings, it goes to her phone and she can see who it is. Yeah. And she can decide whether she says, come in, drop the package at the door. Yeah. Or not. Or she can speak to them, say, I'll be home in five minutes. Yeah. So it's a, I think that was a great example. It actually only happened yesterday. Oh, really? Oh, that's good. Um, yeah. Now, the thing is with apps, we can go into that question about the Google Chromes and the Alexas and all that sort of stuff. Oh, is it Google Chrome? Mm-hmm. Alexa and all those uh, things that you just go to JB Hi-Fi and buy off the shelf. Um, it's not that easy, is it? Incorporating the home. Or- the concept, the co- yeah, correct. The concept is easy, but you need the back end. Yeah. So, for example, unless you've got a lighting control system and you have all the lights in the home wired back to a central hub or if you've wirelessly made a lot of these switches smart. Yeah coming home with an, an Alexis and saying, hey, turn the lights on, that's not going to do anything unless you've got the back end yeah. in place already. Yeah. Um, and, that, and that's the confusing element for the average punter. Yeah, because I think, oh, well, yeah, it's going to cost me, what, 80 bucks or something? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, we spend a lot of time on the phone explaining that to people. Oh, I'm sure you would. Essentially, if you want a smart wire, an existing four-bedroom home to control everything from heating, cooling, window furnishings, lights, televisions, gas fireplaces to outdoor spas, security systems, garden lighting and irrigation. That's a pretty big realm of smart automation. What would we be expecting to pay if at all for all that sort of thing to work? Yeah. Um, well, there's the initial, the initial component is the wiring component. Yeah. And normally, you know, on, on a four bedroom, you know, 40, 50 square home, it might be 10 to 15,000 just to get your cables in place. Yeah. Um, and then depending on the individual systems, I mean, what cooling system you put in, yeah. what lighting, what, you know, um, heating and air conditioning you put in, um, depending on what systems they are, the hardware, you know, you can start at 25, 30K and yeah. I mean, we've done homes over a million dollars, but most homes, you know, 40, 50 to 100, yeah. depending on how much and how much control and how much hardware. And um, We often come, clients come in and they say, you know, this is my budget and then we've got to extract what that includes. Yeah. Do you want us to supply the TVs? Um, are you allowing for all your lights, the actual light globes, the, the actual chandeliers, the wall light? So yeah. we, we just need to zone in on what those are. But yeah. um, cabling, 15K hardware starting at 30 And so, for instance, you know, we've got a perfectly good working ducted heating cooling system. Can we assume that that will have to stay or would we have to upgrade the system? I think you could safely say that most systems that are five to seven years or less in age will be able to be automated in some way, shape or form. Um, And there's 
whether or not it comes with an app or it doesn't, we can always associate a simple on-off relay yeah. and give you control you know, via phone or an iPad. Okay, so it's not too, you know, exhausting in terms of the expense of it all? No, no. Yeah. So um, I remember sort of 10 to 15 years ago, people would spend, yeah, that 15,000K to pre-wire a home with Cat5 cabling um, to hardwire their internet and they thought, yeah, it's, you know, it's great. And then the Wi-Fi came became popular and people were saying that the cabling was a waste of money but really was it um as we've spoken about most families have a number of screens active within the home and wi-fi just has its own limitations so we are we are obviously coming back having a comeback aren't we to hardwiring internet into homes yeah look i've i've personally and cable man has always been an advocate for cable yeah and always to cable, and and really, we've seen the benefit of that now. Where we might have done a home ten or fifteen years ago, and we threw Cat Five cable everywhere, every TV point, every phone point, and then clients have come back and said, "We'd like to do you know, X, Y, and Z, or we'd like to plug in yeah. widget, widget X, um, and we can put anything on the end of a Cat Five. We can turn it into a HDMI cable. We can turn it into um, a telephone point. We can so so it was the best thing we ever did. Yeah. Um, and it was, to me, fairly obvious that the Wi-Fi um, spectrum was always going to get fuller and fuller mm. and therefore affects, affects speed. And we're seeing that now. So definitely on a new home, and it's Cat 6 now, which yeah. is even faster. Um, so that's the only difference, is it? Yeah. Um, between Cat yeah, 5 speed. and 6 is yeah, speed. speed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. So it's it's speed and we, we, we always tell clients it's better to over-cable now. Mm then rip your walls apart later. Yeah. And that's not to say that you don't have Wi-Fi. I mean, some oh. of the homes we do, we put 10 access points, like Wi-Fi repeaters. Yeah. Because they want to have Wi-Fi in every toilet, in every corner of the backyard, everywhere. Yeah. So there, there has to be a good balance between both. And and it's probably the most important component of the home, which is designing your network properly to maximise your speed. Yeah. Awesome. Has it become cheaper than the – it's still the 15 grand, isn't it, for – yeah look yeah i mean hardware and cable has has probably slightly dropped in its price yeah but the labor Mm. over the last 10 years has just got higher and higher i mean everyone's fortunately everyone's wages have have gone up and and technical um help um trades assistance uh you know they get paid well and and deservedly so yeah I must say that. Um, so the costs the costs have remained the same, or even slightly more. Yeah, I think you're getting more for it, though. Yeah, you're getting more for it, and obviously it's easier to do it when you're building the home and making it into your plans rather than um, putting it into an existing home because existing homes can be quite hard with slabs and. Absolutely, well, you would uh, know that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, look, nice. solid brick houses are the worst. Yeah. Because, because for, for obvious reasons, they're solid and they and they've got a lot of um, steel in them, and steel is a a very big barrier for Wi-Fi. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you've just got to cable as much as you can in the beginning. Yeah. So that's a good point. The steel and solid brick. My younger son's ha- bedroom has got foil insulation. Is that a bad thing for Wi-Fi? It depends on the type of it depends on the type of insulation because some of the insulation has um, does have a fibrous material through it that does act as a barrier. Um, look, most what we, what we generally do is is we personally at Cableman do do a site test during construction. Yeah. Um, and once again, you can turn any Cat Six cable 
into a, an access point or a repeater. Yeah. So the more the more you have around the home, the better, and the more you can add on later. Yeah. Can you, for instance, change a, a yeah, coaxial cable into a Cat Five cable or not? Not really, but you can you can make a Cat Six cable, any cable. So we can convert a Cat Six cable into multiple other types of cables. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. All good. So we will have a short break and come back with more from Anthony L. Baum, the cable man. So we are back and talking to Anthony Albaum, cable man, about how technology is adding value to our homes. So Anthony, what are some of the most extravagant home gadgetry elements that people are starting to include in their homes? Um, when you say extravagant, you mean different? You mean I mean we've done homes where we've we've allowed um, a client to control the heat in a external vegetable garden. Um, via via a heat mat, yeah. This is, I mean, this is a one a one off. Yeah. We we did have a client that had um, a, a, a blind child, so we did put a sensor over the pool so that if somebody went in the pool, the beams were broken and an alarm went off. So that okay. that that was good, and there was also a sensor yeah. on the gate that goes into the pool. Um, yeah. But as I said before, extravagance to us because everything is is sort of fairly norm now is just quantity yeah so whether it's whether it's 20 mm. TVs whether it's a you know some people might put in a 20 or a 30,000 dollar home cinema and we've done home cinemas that are yeah. you know 4 or 500,000 um, that have got that have got a starfield yeah. ceiling um, and you know reclining yeah. seats and and yeah. motion chairs so that's that's the extravagant um, but other yeah. other than quantity yeah, it's everything's nothing surprises me anymore. <laughs> I'm sure it doesn't. Um, so, how should we be looking at choosing our technology suppliers? Uh, that's a, that's 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 actually a very good question because there are so many people people out there, and um, you've got to choose. It's not so much the hardware, the system, the product. Yeah, you've got to choose the right integrator. Um, generally, someone with experience, like us. Yeah. Um, and, and 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 look, you know, do your do your checks. Like, speak to other people that have used good people, um, and that have had a good experience. Um, speak to do your research. Um, look, mm. everything you see online isn't right, but if you do your research, you can find um, products that will suit your needs. Um, most time, I mean, custom installation and the integration component of home automation. It's not, it's not like walking into a retailer. You walk into a retailer and you want to buy a stereo and they say, oh, look, we'll come home, set it, we'll do your whole house. They're, they're there to sell boxes. Yeah. We're there to sell a lifestyle and to enhance your lifestyle. And we'll do so by acquiring those products that suit you, yeah. not our storeroom. Yeah. And what about the quotes? What, like, obviously, quotes can be like this big and massive. So yeah. what should we be looking at? when we look at the quotes, when we choose somebody to integrate our home? I think most people, what we find, most people are fairly savvy now right. and they want an item. Uh, they, not, not, I don't like using the word shopping list, but they want an item by item breakdown yeah. of each cost, both hardware and labour. Um, what they need to understand though is they can't just then pick out one item and then expect the system to still work in the same way. Yeah. So ask questions, ask questions. 
write a list of questions, spend time with the person doing the quote and really understand at the beginning because at the end of the project, specifically if you're building, asking those questions at the end will be too late yes. and it will be costly. Yeah. So it's much better to get your price as it's going to be now yeah. at the beginning and it'll be at the same price at the end mm. rather than a small price and then yeah. people well, just throw, throwing you the old variations all along the way. Yeah. Uh, we don't like doing it and we prefer not to. Yeah. Um, the only things we really leave till the end are things like TVs because technology changes so rapidly through the process. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so do you see any particular technologies becoming mandatory in brand new home builds in the future, similar to the way things like um, solar hot water became mandatory or either all became mandatory with the energy efficiency mm. initiative? Um, do you think things will become mandatory in brand new builds? Look, I hope so. Um, <laughs> I'm sure you will. Um, look, there's been talk of this for, yeah, I've been in the industry for nearly 25 years and there's been talk of this for a long time. Um, yeah. That, you know, the plumber has to have the hot water service signed off and it has to have a certain energy rating. And it would be fantastic yeah. if the same thing happened with electronics in the home. Um, yeah. At the moment, there is no legislation or, or laws that, that have to have um, that when you do a new build. Yeah. In the future, look, maybe. I think you know, someone needs to take the bull by the horns and, and make that happen. Um, but yeah. having, having said that, there is still the expectations that people see certain items as mandatory. You know, mm. I, don't think, I don't think anyone would buy a house now without an alarm. I don't think anyone would buy a house now that wasn't you know, NBN ready or cable ready. So there's yeah. certain, you know, there's certain things that are mandatory, but they're just not law. Yeah, fair enough. Well, I think we have covered most of it. Do you think? Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. Yep, great. So thank you, Anthony. You have given us an in-depth knowledge on the expectations of technology in our homes. Thank you. It will be interesting to see in the next 12 to 24 months how the government may change things in terms of requirements within homes. Um, so I hope for your sake, yay, they will. Um, but it will be interesting to see how it goes. Next week, we have Lawrence Damiani, a stockbroker come real estate agent who has worked for many global financial institutions over the years, both here and in New York City. Lawrence will give us an understanding of how to create a financial portfolio utilising both the stock market and property. It's actually a great episode for those starting out. See you then. Real Estate Right is a real copyright production hosted by Sue Langada. We would like to thank Podbean for hosting our podcast, Premium Beat for our theme music and Zoom for our video link. Anthony from Cableman can be contacted via his website www.cableman.com.au where you can also see some of his award-winning projects. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review Real Estate Right on your favourite podcast service or email us if you have any questions you would like answered in a future episode at sue at realestateright.com.au. Thanks for listening to Real Estate Right.